Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from TalkSport, the record book. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Game Day Podcast here with me, Danny Kelly. Um, we won't go into the background once again of why it's such a great podcast and the promises we made at the start of the season. Um, those have all gone by the wayside to be replaced by top class analysis and entertainment. I'm bringing that today, because I certainly won't, are the two marks, possibly uh, the most popular pair of marks ever on the radio. Um, Mark Smith, um, <laughs> I will always, always stop to remember the Mark E. Smith. Um, yep. Broadcaster, uh, comedian, anything else? In your, any other strings to your bow since I last met you? Um, just all round, okay guy. I okay, suppose. well, we'll be the judges of that. Um, and <laughs> al- alongside him is somebody who would definitely qualify as an okay guy, otherwise, he wouldn't have been a mainstay of British media for nearly half a century. That's right, I'm steady deli- as I go. Dave. I'm delighted to say that the familiar voice of Mark Webster is among us again. And there it is. Yet full-time at Old Trafford, as Old Trafford salutes the United players, the City players will walk off dejectedly. When we win, become. When we lose, become. So prepare Arsenal in two days. In three days, prepare uh, Burnley, and after the two finals that we have with Madrid and, and the other one, in Newcastle. Now, other shows, of course, um, because we do the best and worst performances, the villain and hero of the week. Other shows would always start on the upbeat, on the front foot, with their best performance of the week. Um, This one, of course, will start with the worst performance of the week. And Mark Webster, um, you're going to start uh, by, well, very near the top of the tree in English football. Funnily enough, yeah, and uh, and last time I was here, I was I was all about praising Man City because they Manchester they City. went and did a job um, at Real Madrid, of course. And uh, but, they, but uh, that was terrific. What there's an opportunity Madrid, to do yeah. that, and it was it was a wonderful thing to watch. It's a wonderful thing to watch how Pep Guardiola dealt with it. Okay, on Sunday it was the Manchester derby. He's at Old Trafford. They've they've got a stinking record against. Against the you know their neighbours uh, of of recent times, and Ola Galatasaray keeps the upper hand, and they they thrash them one nil Manchester United, and by which I mean apologies, they thrashed them two nil. Can't get better and better, don't they? <laughs> because of course there was a last minute uh, little chip in from Scott McTominay, wasn't it? And seventy two percent possession for Manchester City, seven shots, four of only which were on target. And one of which might be mildly considered to have been a shot. It was oh so underwhelming from Manchester City. But, but, but five years ago, any team that achieved seventy-five percent possession, mm. particularly away from home, would have been guaranteed the points. But the game changes all the time, doesn't it? I mean, I get the whole point about United clearly set out to be the team that was going to that was going to counterattack yeah. exactly. But 
But the lack of verve, of, and, and again, it's ir- I also think it's irrelevant who he picked. Because re- really, with Man City, it should be. You look at the bench, of course he brought on slightly more attacking players. And of course, in the last 20 minutes, it looked like United were a bit more under siege. But quite frankly, if you looked at that game, they weren't really in any well, this, trouble. This is worst performance of the week. But can I? would I be causing a, a, a tear in the space-time continuum if I suggested whatever about Laporte's injury... Uh, and maybe they'll be champions of Europe, but Mark Smith, City just not the team they were last year. They just aren't. No, they're nowhere near. They 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 don't have that consistency that that really got them over the you know finish line mm-hmm. last season. I mean, last season from Christmas onwards, they barely dropped a point. They were unbelievable. This time round, yes, Laporte's not there. Okay, understandable. And yes, they didn't really recruit properly in centre back. But it just seems to me like the rest of the team isn't necessarily. Clicking. No. It seems as simple as that. I mean, Mark, Mark's absolutely right. They, they dominated possession. They dominated the ball. But United really controlled the game without the ball. And I can't remember any chances that Man City made. Like, proper... I can't name I can't name a single guilt-edge opportunity the team made De Gea in game. didn't have the opportunity to balls no. it up. You can, which is unusual <laughs> for him, isn't yeah. it? You can tell they didn't uh, have any shots at goal because they didn't score. That's exactly <laughs> because of the goalkeeper. And, of course, and, and, and you know, the, the back four issue didn't really come into play because it was two mistakes from Edison mm. that actually contrived to give him the goal anyway. It must be quite a bleak week when Edison doesn't get any... I see the shortlist. He's not in the shortlist for our worst performance of the week. That was his worst performance ever for Manchester City. He was poor. Um, and, of course, I was broadcasting um, while the game was going on. Uh, delighted. A Manchester City fan come on and say how terrible Edison is. The mm. person who actually transformed them from being a decent team into the best team. Um, under under Guardiola, suddenly he has one bad game, and it was it was rubbish, wasn't it? It, was, yeah. it wasn't good. Yeah. It just shows that, doesn't it? He's probably the best in the league, and if even he can have games like that, then it, it can happen. But the goal, goalkeeper is an absolutely punishing position. That's the point. He's he's made a couple of rickets, but two goals against Man City should be in irrelevance. That's you know that's trivial by their own standards. Hmm. But as I say, there was nothing about City. It was so underwhelming and lacklustre. And of course, I'm saying, to a great extent, it's worse, but uh, very much by their own standards. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I thought with this game, I thought that, that uh, Pep wouldn't sort of tinker too much. He tinkers for the big games, and I thought it'd be a damning indictment of where United are in comparison, that he wouldn't bother tinkering and he'd play a team we all know and recognise. But actually, he goes and leaves out you know, their most creative player, and I think after about 55 minutes, we all thought the one player in the world they could do with right now is... Sat on the other side of Manchester. Well, it, it was it was a, a poor performance by Manchester City, even though they will point to that, that incredible amount of possession away from home. Um, it, it does strike me that this year City are not what they were, but below them, everybody between Leicester City and uh, who is second bottom mark? Is it West Ham currently? No, no, no West Ham are at the bottom three. Right, of course, How dare it's you, Aston Danny. Villa. It's Villa Aston will Villa. Be in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm excluding <laughs> Norwich between Villa um, and Leicester City. There's much, they're much of a muchness to teams in the Premier League um, and you want to talk about a terrible performance by one of those teams who uh, really a few weeks ago we had out the bunting um, the beacons were being set alight in the high points of the land the Everton revival was over Mark yeah I mean you say a few weeks ago I think a few hours ago it, yeah. was, it, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was looking Calvert so Lewin rosy Calvert-Lewin signed a new contract yes. well, this so, is so it. was Mason Holgate absolutely fantastic Holgate for England Yeah. five years for Calvert-Lewin who's been fantastic this season and then within about 20 minutes of Ancelotti's glorious return, you know, Calvert-Lewin's Mr. Sitter, and we're thinking, oh, can we maybe retract that five years? I don't know what this is. Everton were completely toothless against Chelsea, and it was 
it was a bit of a shock, I've got to say. Because I thought before this game, yes, Chelsea had a good result midweek and they've been playing a lot better. Yeah. But I thought they were there for the taking today. I thought that Gilmore in the middle of the park, he looked great in midweek, but he could be swamped by a, a, a vigorous, you know, up for it Everton midfield. It just didn't turn up. Now, it just didn't happen. This Gilmore, I know two games, not to, not to judge footballers on two games, otherwise Josh McEachern is Pele. I get that. <laughs> um, but uh, in those two games... Um, he really did like after you get a, after you've watched one million football matches and I've got a, a special pass that says I've watched a million you can see somebody who's just a natural footballer yeah. he's the right shape he, when the ball arrives at him, he doesn't treat it like a hand grenade. No. Um, he knows that he gets on the half turn, he already looks like a fully-fledged footballer. Brilliant. He's a Barcelona midfielder, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's someone good. you could imagine slotting in there already. And, of course, got his own uh, chant looking through Billy Gilmore's eyes, which, of course, <laughs> I'm immediately, I'd like to think, would arrive on the terraces at Chelsea all the way if from 1977. Seven, would seven, it be, yeah. Dan? Thank yeah, 77, yeah. It's a massive... The adverts, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from their right. album Crossing the Red Sea. Yeah, good um, um, what, I, what I would say about this, though, of course, the, in the uh, fantastic world of football is all smoke and mirrors. Um, well, Frank, he's playing the youth now. He's really got the young players going. And it's true, except Chelsea's three forwards yesterday were 31, mm-hmm. 32 and 33 years yes. of age, which I love. Um, you know, I'm sick of seeing people who are Friday night studying for their GCSEs and then Saturday uh, <laughs> trotting out to the Star Wars yeah. thing to play professional football. But it, the Everton thing is bizarre, isn't it? Because it was... Angelotti comes in and he is patently, you know, a, a, a great manager. And But then again, we, you know, there may be an argument that may even pop up in the conversation here mm-hmm. in which perhaps even great managers can peak. One fight too Absolutely. many, yes. you know, and especially ones with of the silver-haired persuasion, arguably, Dan, later yeah. on. But Everton, regardless of who's in charge, have got this amazing record which goes on for eons, is that they've simply never beaten anybody who dares to be in one to five yeah. in the league. Yeah. They just can't get past them. It's, no. it's been the case for a long time, even when Moyes was at the dizzy heights of the top yeah. end of the league. But the Ancelotti thing, I mean... Again, it's it's madness to to write him off after one result. He's gone. He's, he's gone. <laughs> madness, but let's do that. But yeah. I think it's 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 interesting. I think that the four nil might do them more good than if they, <coughs> you know, lost one nil ninety third minute because this is now a proper a proper cattle prod in the back for them. Isn't do you it? believe in these wake up calls? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they've had Ancelotti. They've had a lovely time for a couple of months, and now this is actually you know what, lads? Let's press reset. Let's get back to what we were doing when Duncan Ferguson took over. And got us into this new era of Ancelotti. Oh, right. And they go back to the drawing board. It's never worked for me at all personally, <laughs> these wake up calls. No. Saying, so you see what happened there, Danny? You see the lesson or <laughs> How many of these no. are you getting? Oh, two a week. Um, <laughs> no, I, I always I always go back to, to one of my heroes, Homer Simpson, when Marge pulls me at the end of a programme and says, Now Homer, that and it's the most clear moral lesson ever at the end of one of the episodes. You see what's happened there. Marge, I haven't learned a thing. He said <laughs> with tremendous satisfaction. Yes. Listen, um, that's worst performance from Manchester City and indeed Everton, who Mark Smith believes um, will be the better for the experience. I'm not so sure. But that's not the headline from what I said, though. That you've, you've taken oh. that as my main headline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but what did you say? No, it doesn't matter. It's not going to beat Man City anyway. No. Yeah. 
my worst performance of the week, um, and uh, there's a reason for picking this, is the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. Now, of course, um, whenever there's a 12.30 kickoff, the game is always a dreary snoresville. Oh, yes. And people say, well, that's because the crowd haven't had a drink and the players are still blinking in the sunlight. And, of course, I imagine getting up at 11 o'clock is a real stress on a modern footballer. <laughs> um, uh, but the, this weekend, the three o'clock Premier League games were the scorelines uh, in, in the eight games that were played were nil-nil, nil-nil, nil-one, Nil 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 and nil nil. Um, it was absolutely yes. rotten. I, I love binary a ro- results. A robot's paradise. Exactly right. It's, we can, Somebody scored the first half. Football should be broken down to that all the time. Absolutely. It's only noughts and ones. But the the I mean, I say the. So I was struggling to think what what how could it be so bad and all the rest of it and and then it struck me. Uh, we don't know because we're recording this on the day before the government, the broadcasting authorities, and the f- uh, sports. Uh, communications companies meet up to discuss what they're going to do about coronavirus um, and one of the things that they're talking about is playing the games behind closed doors um, and if that's the case why would you want them televised at seven o'clock in the evening eight o'clock in the evening it strikes me a lot of them will go back to be three o'clock saturday kickoffs because that gives the players sunday off the clubs who are in cup competitions will say that's really good and all the rest of it. But if we see what happened this weekend with the traditional three o'clock kickoffs yeah. on a Saturday, mm. um, and even though there's some talk that these games will be free to air to stop people going to pubs and passing the virus to each other, yeah, right. um, if they're anything like the ones this weekend, um, people will be leaving pubs um, and self-isolating, not because of the virus, to keep away from the <laughs> just, football. Just in case they happen to yeah, see any football, any the football. second half of the game, Toxic which, football. which yeah. nobody needs, do they? Uh, All right, there's there's three pretty strong worst performances. Uh, Manchester City, we're not saying they're not going to be champions of Europe, but they certainly didn't play very well at the weekend. Um, Everton, who were riding, you quite rightly say, a crest of a wave, new contracts, um, the lovely avuncular manager, bang, down they fall on their faces at Chelsea. And three o'clock kickoffs, which turned out to be no more exciting than their 12.30 counterparts, at least this weekend. Uh, Mark Smith, which way are you going to go? Uh, I'm actually going to go over Man City. I uh-huh. think uh, I think they were incredibly disappointing. It was. I thought that given all that possession, I mean, we know now that possession doesn't mean anything really, but just to create so few chances against against their lesser City rivals, I thought it was really bad. They, uh, they, they were so poor, they deserved to have been playing Saturday at three o'clock. Yeah. That was how poor it was. But I'm going for Saturday three o'clock because, of course, oh. the right. great football traditionalists cling on to yeah, that. Yeah, this being, idea. It's the last bastion. It's, it's, it's you know, when it's yeah. gone, when that last raven leaves four. the football tower, yeah. it's all over. But they and put you, those at three o'clock because they're not exciting it games. Was, it that's was that's a, why it was they're doing oh. That's pictures. why it's happening. Yeah, because, of course, the other games have been cherry-picked. Absolutely, they haven't. Oh, Complete. Well, it's a, certainly a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you like to put it that way. Um, in the interests of neutrality, I'll go with the three o'clock kickoffs as well. Uh, yeah, the, Kelly. Yeah, well, man. well, I don't keep score, Mark. No, no, that, that's, that makes you the classic three o'clock kickoff. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. And you two have got nil-nil so far. <laughs> well zero, done. Zero. Edison's quick to it. He's off his line quickly. And again, rolls the ball out to Mendy. That's an awful ball from Edison. And there's a chance. It's the goal! Well, but Tomini has scored from the mistake. The ball was rolled out from Mendy. And McTominay has wrapped it up. Three points closer to Chelsea and Leicester. We just got to try to um, catch them because it's vital for us. Game on Thursday in Europe, so we, we go into that one 
confident. Chelsea 4 Everton, it's getting embarrassing now for Carlo Ancelotti on his return. We have to worry about ourselves, Trump, or something like that. Something like that. Um, for most or every game to the end of the season, and we'll have a great chance, but it's still a long way to go. Let's move on to the more happy climb of best performances of the weekend. And oddly enough, um, in both of your cases, they happen to be the mirror image yeah. of the worst performances. Um, and I think that's good to talk about that um, because we are too inclined to say, oh, the reason Team X were wise because team, team, team W was so good. No, it's because so often one team is really good and the other team is really bad at the yeah. same time. Um, you can go first this time because I think you were really uh, impressed with... Uh, I mean, it's a bit like um, saying I like Queen, but you think Manchester United are a good football team, yeah. yes? I, I, I do, yeah. I think they... Well, I think it's that damn by faint praise there. I, I can't stand yeah. Queen. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> I can't okay. stand Queen. I think this were on the same page you, on that one as well. I own I own tens of thousands of records, not one by Queen. Well played. I have really? a copy of Under Pressure because David Bowie's on it, but that's mm. separate. What, I, what's what's your beef with Bowie. Queen? Hmm? What's your beef with Queen? They're terrible. Um, they are Van Ordinaire. They are Tra- vanilla. Horrible, horrible, they are horrible. They are the rock band that everyone who doesn't really like rock music loves. Yeah. Uh, any any band where people would turn up in coaches and charabanks to see a musical about them it's not for me that's all yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. where's the edge in all this they were, they were, the, they were the West End musical before too. they were a band yeah. that's, that's pretty much what it was anyway that's probably not yeah, but, Mark, yeah. Mark, Mark knows as much about music as I do and is, has better taste than me you don't like them either do you oh, they're, beyond, they're beyond my ken uh, yeah can they be it. in uh, Villain of the Week or is it too late Queen I mean, <laughs> they put, let me put them down as a question mark for Villain of the Week <laughs> although I must admit when the film came out I had plenty of time to, to vent this opinion I have to say among the things you can say on Twitter that are going to get you in trouble, I don't like Queen is right up there. No. Oh, and of, course, and of course, the great absolute you're a snob, a musical snob. Yeah, of course. I think my taste is good. You've earned your right to, to be a no, snob. No, no. I, I, I assumed it from the very start, Mark. Um, who's going first here? Mark, Mark Smith's going to White Manchester United. Uh, yeah, I, Best I, performance. I do think they are... I don't know if they're a good team yet, but I think they have certainly shown some green shoots of recovery over the last few games. Um, they're currently on a 10-match unbeaten streak. They've conceded two goals in that entire time, eight clean sheets out of 10 across all competitions. They've seemed like, since Bruno Fernandes has come in, he's a player that can break down yeah. a, 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 a deeper defence, which they struggled with for, for a, a long time. For a Derby County support, you seem remarkably well-informed about Manchester United being new to you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm... Are you a secret red? No, I did quite a lot of work for the club. Oh, so, plus also uh, they are—they well remain done. probably the best soap opera in football, don't they? Regardless, absolutely, of the fact that Liverpool, and Man City should should be able to claim that. Are you saying ground. the Spurs are Brookside to their Coronation oh, Street? Uh, no, no, you're you're El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that El Dorado. I missed it at the time as well. Yeah. As he goes, God, I mean. It, the trouble with Manchester United and with every team, as I say, in the Premier League at the moment, is that they they're like tides. They suddenly they're lapping around your feet. You think, "Whoa, this yeah. is dangerous." They're good. The next thing, they're a mile away again. Well, this is it. I, I think today doesn't actually teach you that much about this side because they've been getting good results against good teams yeah. for for the last year. Um, I think it's more so the game sort of last week against uh, Watford, where they beat Watford at home comfortably. That's the game where recently I've been thinking this is a, a banana skin. Today, though, against Man City, they, they just, I think they outfought them. They look like a team who are very much together, and you can see that when they celebrated their goals. Yeah. Uh, the, the scenes at Old Trafford when they won the game, I've not seen that for a long time there. So it, it feels like people have finally bought in and are now onside in the same boat. 
I mean, obviously, it's a local derby, and it finished in a proper Manchester deluge. I mean, it yeah. was torrential. Do you think the rain helps the mood of Manchester? I think it does. Absolutely. Yeah. If, you, if you win, it does, yeah. Yeah. I think if you lose and you're in the rain, it's it's, it's not so nice. Felt like Manchester. And, and, you're, and, the, and you're right. I mean, you say they've only got to not lose against Lask, you know, in yeah. the week. And that's the same record that Solskjaer got the job based on. Yeah. 11 games unbeaten, isn't oh, it? Is that right? Is that the same? Yeah, yeah right. Incidentally, yeah. I mean, I, I like new things to happen in my life. It's a good thing. But uh, I thought I'd, I'd seen or heard every single European football club ever, ever, ever lask anybody. Yeah, no idea. Are they, are the, only, the only reason you might not know, are they Austrian by any chance? Yes. Uh, by, by, no, no. You, you, you misheard me. By any chance, oh. they might be, yes. <laughs> I'm not confirming they are. No, I, I because be of course, Aust- Austrian teams change their name every 20 minutes, ah, don't they? Um, and they do. Uh, yeah, but I've never heard of them. Austrian teams change their, their names a lot. They also change their sponsors all the time. And they were the only league that allowed, back in the day, the old Formula One thing of having 20 sponsors, with little oh, tiny nice. stickers all over themselves. I... Try and look up Australian, Austrian football in the late 80s. They, they look... They look like advertising hoardings, proper hoardings. Very, very good indeed. I was praying that in the draw, that there was an opportunity for the man, the, the, the fellow who's ever doing saying, now to the final club, Lask, but not least. <laughs> He's here he all week. He couldn't manipulate it, though. Mm. It would be, it would be too good, wouldn't it? Um, let me ask you a question, because I think on this podcast, we are beholden to try and pop the bubble of received opinion. Um the Premier League doesn't need a strong Manchester United, does it? It's got all good teams. It's, it's, not, it's neither here nor there whether they are. I mean, that's unfortunately the narrative by which they are continually judged, though, aren't they? Yeah. They're ele- you know, it's like it's wrong that they're not the best. But, well, but the, no one but has a divine right. Rule, yeah. No yeah. one has a divine right to it. We see Sunderland from Americans... used to be the best team in England. Yeah, yeah, Preston yeah, North exactly. End used to be the best team in England. Derby County did. Used to be the yeah, best. Absolutely. I'm glad you got there ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't mean that we are. We have some right to be there at all times. Man United, Coming back soon, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, see us against Blackburn, unbelievable. No, but, I saw you against Manchester United, unbelievable. Let's not talk about that. That's, <laughs> this is a Premier League show, I would like to believe. Why were all the Derby players virtually kissing... Sorry, the Manchester United players kissing Wayne Rooney? That's not proper, is it? I'm not here to judge about that sort of thing, Danny. No, no, I don't mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mean in, a, in a conviviality <laughs> or romantic way, just that the atmosphere of that game wasn't right, was it? No, it seemed like a testimonial to me. Yeah. It seemed very odd, and, and it actually didn't sit well with me. I'm a huge Rooney fan, I'm a Derby County supporter, yeah. but I still didn't like the fact that it was all about Wayne. It should have but been those, about... f- those farewell tour seasons, they're yeah, not that's good, what it was. are they? No, I don't know, I'm not a big fan. My, my performance of the week, I'll get it over very quickly, but it's a change from blaming uh, footballers. We're into the people who... who I don't know what even the, uh, the the ticketing department at Blackburn um, best performance really uh, whether it's Blackburn taking revenge on Leeds um, <laughs> Leeds of course with all their pretensions of being a big club um, I'm going to look at our producer now um, uh, they charged the Blackburn Rovers fans for a recent game at Ellen Road 40 of your English pounds 40 pounds way above what you would normally pay in the championship it's a disgrace I half get it Leeds could probably sell Ellen Road out to their own supporters so, at any given time right and supply right. and demand and whatnot. Right. now yeah. the same is not true at Ewood Park but Blackburn don't <laughs> care and have still charged Leeds United 40 pounds a pop for the return fixture um I don't know. I don't know which of these is the best performance, Blackburn for doing it, or Leeds United have taken it on the chin um, and kind of said, "Well, you know, I'm, some Leeds fans on Twitter are going great. I, I, I'll, I'll pay the forty quid and I'll leave forty quid on the terrace as well, to say, as if to say I'll watch Leeds whatever." And others just saying, "Well done to them." Uh, they've got a lot of 
fans Leeds United and at Blackburn um, is it still the Venkies do the chicken men still over <laughs> yes. still, yeah well if you multiply I think there's nearly 8,000 because the rules are different in the Premier League to the Champions, nearly 8,000 Leeds fans will be going to that game they'll be rubbing their hands together saying 40 quid 8, uh, that's 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 a lot of money. Is that £320,000? A lot of money. Yeah. So that's my best Good performance. Nice. It's so petty. I love the pettiness. Yeah, of course. I'm a yeah, huge yeah, fan yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and and for it to be Blackburn, who I haven't really heard any news from since the Chicken Men got them put into the third level of English football. I know they're back in the, in the championship now. But the first news story I hear about Blackburn since Alan Shearer moved on is the fact that they... <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that, that they've done up the Leeds United fans. I love that about football. Um, you want to return to, to actual football teams, Mark? I do, and I want to return to Stamford Bridge. I want to deal with the result, my favourite result of the week, Kings Road 2, Cavern Club nil. Because, of course, this is the thing about what Chelsea have done in the last few days, is they've taken on the mighty, mighty teams and won. And if you look at the, 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 the you know, obviously beating Liverpool in, in midweek, which they did in the Cup, and there would be much talk about Liverpool being sort of under, you know, sort of undercooked at the moment, and perhaps even a change side because there's bigger fish to fry. Well, it was a change Chelsea side as well, and this is what's impressed me with them during the course of this week. We mentioned earlier on there, young Billy Gilmore, the 18 year old mm-hmm. boy who's come in, drafted in for two games, done really well. Mason Mount's done the similar job. Ross Barkley, the even Ross Barkley, man, he unbelievable. Forgo- yeah, he's really good, wasn't yeah. he? In, in, um, in the game at the weekend. Um, He's got two, not only two assists, but one step over, which dis, which needed to be finished and was and and was who was ruined on him, but possibly the the best achievement. And Dan, you mentioned him earlier on there, the veteran front line, Olivier Giroud has been persuaded in a in, in a few days flat that all of a sudden, not only his attempt to get out of uh, Chelsea during the transfer window failed, but he was still looking to do so. He's looked at what he's working with now and saying. Thank you very much. I'll take that contract extension. And he's a classic example, though, of when people say to you, um, international football is finished, nobody cares about it, and you get the people from Liverpool saying, we don't give a monkeys about international football. Olivier Giroud was told point blank that if he wasn't getting minutes of Chelsea and playing well, he would not be playing in the Euros. He cares enough about playing for France, he's a World Cup winner, of course, that he's got this chance. Um, And in a year when Tammy Abraham has left him sitting on on his his backside a lot, he's taken it absolutely brilliantly. Uh, But of course, he is a really good footballer. He's brilliant. And he makes a mockery of this, this new obsession with stats of how many goals, how many assists. Because he's someone who in the World Cup was a key player didn't score, didn't get close to scoring, but it was completely right. integral to now, that side. Now, I'm going to spare you this test because you might be too young. Okay. The World Cup has been won by a player who doesn't get a lot of goals and a lot of assists uh, this time round. 1990, when did France first win the World Cup? 1998. Yeah. Who was the centre forward? Oh, Stefan Givash. I'd, I wanted to test him. Oh, sorry. I w- I Very good, been, though. I, the young one got it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't but you must I, be about four when I, that I happened. I would have been a million, but I don't remember football's Stephen, names. It's against my rules. Stefan Givash. Never heard before of, never heard since didn't of. He, he came to Newcastle, didn't he? And he was uh, yeah, well, he had a nightmare. That the graveyard the, of Joe Linton, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. Joe well, Linton. <laughs> Etc. Um, to be fair, if you if, since Malcolm McDonald and um, obviously Alan Shearer, if, Newcastle know how to buy wide players, and we'll get onto one of those pretty yeah, soon, yeah, yeah. I suspect, um, in the former St. Maximin. Um, centre forwards, not so much, but they are harder to find. Um, so those are our best performances of the week. Um, Mark Smith went from Manchester United. Um, Mark Webster for Chelsea, excellent week for them all round. Me, um, the people at Blackburn are taking some of the 
uh, air out of the pompous tyres of Leeds United. Um, I don't really, I mean, I wanted to do that story. I don't think you can be the performance of the week, surely. So you two fight out among among the uh, Manchester Knights and Chelsea. Well, I'm going to stick, in, stick with my corner. And the, and the reason being is that is that Chelsea fans, as far as I can tell, judging the temperature of the distance, still can't quite come to terms with the fact that even though he's having to do this and his first season in in the Premier League and with the young squad, is if they dare to have a dip, then there's still a lot of gnashing of teeth going on. And he just keeps answering it, and there will be dips. And how could they not have dips? But this is, but he hasn't had it in the last five days. Everything has gone swimmingly. Um, I mean, ditto that for everything Mark said, but for Solskjaer. Same point, yeah. isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same. OK, well, um, in that case... Uh, uh, Pick a side, Danny, come well, on. No, I will. The, pa- the power invested in me by... Um, what, what borough are we in? Southwark Council um, and the Department of Sports, uh, Agriculture and whatever else it is. I'm going to leave... That's a draw, because the arguments are absolutely identical. <laughs> and so have been their performances this week. So we'll leave I'll that... I'll take a point. I'll take a, a point. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah, but very good indeed. now the next uh, thing we're doing here on the game day podcast with me Danny Kelly Mark Smith and Mark Webster is our villain of the week um, indulge me gentlemen I'll go first this time um, he is he is a villain um, 
whose power to be a villain should be diminished by the predictability of his villainy, but it is not. When Jose Mourinho (laughs) got the job at Spurs, I tried for about a month to bite my lip and say, all right, let him do his new thing in his weird violet pyjamas, saying, oh, this squad is the greatest Christmas present I've ever had. And I I looked at him and thought, you don't mean that. You don't mean that. You may have convinced Daniel Levy, but you won't convince me. They won a few games 3-2, and already you knew the rock was setting in because he, he couldn't be happy with those, could he? he? high-fived a ball boy? He high-fived a ball boy. He gave the, he gave the football to, uh, was it uh, Indom... No, it was, it was uh, uh, Parrot after he came on for a few minutes, and we'll cut on to that in a second. But now I'm afraid we have returned to peak Jose Mourinho. Four defeats on the spin, followed by a draw at Burnley, which was celebrated like the 1961 double, by the way, because uh, they got away with it. Obviously, Troy Parrott is being is thrown under whatever train he can find uh, to make his point about not having a backup to Harry Kane. I tell you what, Jose, pick the boy, let him fail. He's pretending he's not picking him so that he won't fail. Let him fail, because I don't think he will fail. I think he looks like a decent footballer. Give him a go. It's a few young kids doing okay around the league, isn't there? Why uh, not this one? Uh, it, it, it's horrible. Tangay and Dombele has to take some of the responsibility himself. He's turned up at, uh, at, the, at the Premier League thinking he could just waltz from being the dominant player in last season's French League to being a good player in the Premier League. Well, it ain't like that. And one thing you have to do is make sure that you are fit enough to play the games. He has not done that, so he must take some of the blame. But Mourinho, after the game where he subbed him off at half-time at Burnley, coming out and saying all that stuff about his fitness and all the rest of it, he virtually called him a fat pig, didn't he? Yeah. He, d- he didn't say fat pig, but I'm saying because I like saying it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he called Ndombele a fat pig. Um, and I think... Well, why did you pick him then? If he's literally waddling out of his sty at a, a 10 to 3 of a Saturday afternoon, why are you picking him? Um, and he doesn't explain that. But worst of all, I think, is his response to what would be for any club a difficulty of losing two-thirds of the goals in the team. Harry Kane, Sun Song probably get to most teams in world football and Spurs don't have them. So you're struggling to score goals. I myself would double down on that and say we're going to play attacking and try and win these games 3-2. At Burnley, this weekend, the club that, by the most recent accounting, post the Deloitte, is now the fourth richest football club in the world. The fourth richest football club in the world. It's by which success is judged in football. Played five centre-backs at Burnley. Mm -hmm. Count them. Five centre-backs. You idiot. (laughs) You worm. You excuse monger. You're talking to me now. No, I'm not, sir. I'm addressing directly. And as I always say at the start of these things about Mourinho, you can sue me if you want. Don't sue me. (laughs) What on earth was that about? Lumbering the team with a fat pig and five centre-halves and then at half-time, you make yourself look good by reverting to an 11 that a normal person would have picked if they weren't making a point rather than managing the team. I'm not having this anymore. Now, Levy, of course, has hitched his wagon to this fella. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use a graphic image now because I know that they won't split with him. He costs too much money. There's too much of Levy's prestige involved in having got him in just four hours after they got rid of the previous manager. They managed to persuade former Champions League winner Jose Mourinho to come along and Spurs are now handcuffed to a corpse. That's the end of that. Who's your villain of the week, Mark? 
Um, paling? By insignificance, I would, uh, uh, I would beg what's to the point? suggest. What is the point? But let's give it a go. Give this fellow a bit of context. A few years back, me and uh, uh, Mrs W, Marrakesh holiday, I had this brilliant idea. I said, they've got this olive farm. Let's go and visit it. She said, it's 200 degrees, you idiot. No. So I like we went her already. I like farm. her a lot. So that she, she, the full, Brit- well, Britain's she, most patient woman, I imagine. It was, I said, it's around the corner. And so we go there, and what it is, is basically it looked like a haunted wood. There wasn't an olive to be seen. Wrong time of year. It's dry twigs. The only thing to be seen... It's another were, feather in the Webster cap, isn't it? And, and I could... Apart from the burning sun, her eyes were burning the back of my head a lot yeah. worse than the beating down sun. Go for a, 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 a... Get some water from a little stand, and there's like a little gaggle of uh, uh, camel, uh, camel drivers and their, and their steeds... And one looks over me. Dromedaries? I'll get back to you. There, exactly. That's right. Just the, and, 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 and like them, they had the ump, like Mrs. W. And a fella, one of the fellas looks at me, and they're laughing. They're laughing at us. They yeah. say, look at the ridiculous English people out in the sun. We're under a tree. Yeah. And the fella with no teeth in his head looked up and smiled at toothless grin at me and shouted out, Stevie Gerard. Because he felt that there was a name that would bond us all. Yep, he used to be Bobby Charlton. He's, and it was <laughs> yeah. Stephen Gerrard. And uh, and I shouted back, Alain La Rouge. I thought we'd give it, you know, I'll give it half a uh, chance yeah. to make. Anyway, Stephen Gerrard is my man this week because <laughs> oh. welcome oh, to Stephen right. Gerrard's new world. <laughs> I thought it was Camel. Up at Rangers. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Why don't camel two? drivers. How do we all know? How, where do we get that knowledge that they are not camel riders, mm. they're not camel jockeys, they're never camel drivers? To not say camel drivers. I know, it? but where did you pick that up from? You didn't Good know that at school. No, no, it's just that. But everyone, everyone just nodded. We're all very happy. Yeah. Camel drivers, did, yeah. It's just innate. Oh, yeah. It's just innate. What do you do for a living, Mustafa? Oh, I'm a camel driver. Good, yeah, very good, yeah. Yeah, I didn't run a tea plantation in the Raj for nothing down uh-huh. to 30 years. Um, Stephen Gerrard, um, who people are suggesting he's had a bit of a sort of free ride at Rangers. When did he become the, Gerrard? Is he not Stephen Gerrard? Oh, um, I love the rhythm of Stevie Gerrard. Steve Gerrard, Gerrard, I'd say. Stevie Gerrard. Okay. okay. Um, and it, it was post the winter break, and fundamentally, it's all gone, kind of the wheels have come off, but mm. and that's allowed, and you know, things will go wrong. And he's lost a couple of big games, and uh, a he's couple fallen of little out ones with his too, manager. Yeah. And he's he's he ends up calling his he he, he he bothers to point out that um, that the t- the team isn't kind of all based around one player, who uh, Morelos, and he did get him back in the side. James Tavener gets in a load of trouble, gets dropped at the weekend because he put in the program notes we're no good against teams that stand up to us. In the program notes, this bit, of, this bit of overseas language that you tried in in Morocco, now Tavernier is now Tavener, and Gerard has been, Gerard has become well, we, Gerard. I suppose we can slow things down by worrying about pronunciation yeah. if you like. No, no, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that you have become francophone on the show. I'm it's very, taking very a lot good. on. I'm taking them all on. To Le Mans, to Le Mans, sir. But the biggest thing, biggest problem is, is that he decides at one point during the course of the week that he's got to question his his own future. Business. Yeah. This is bizarre, and this is where uh, everything I've just described all for me unravels around the fact that Stevie Gerrard has suddenly decided, and, and whether he meant it or not, the subtext is, "I'm too good for this. Yep. They're not good enough for me." And regardless of whether that's what he meant, and then two days later said, "I've a good thing about it. I'm fine." By which time I think the damage was done, and I think he was f- a- absolute fool to pl- to play on his own ego and reputation. It's like a moody teenager. Yeah, 
No, no, you're absolutely right. It was one, like one of those comedy shows where uh, perhaps the one Ronnie would have done where you ask yourself a question and run around the other side of the table. <laughs> Nobody was questioning his future. Yeah, he yeah. can stay there as long as he wants. He's I, Stephen Gerrard. That's right. He was, Tommy Cooper used to do that gag with half oh, of him was a, half oh, him was the oh, press man and half yeah. of him was him and he could turn, kept flipping around at 180 It was degrees. a really one-sided conversation that because nobody is saying, Stephen Gerrard, you've, you've, you've got to go so now. But of course, all he's done in saying that is he's, it's, he's made it not about how good he is at doing his job. He's made it all about how bad they are at doing theirs. And whether he, as I say, whether he meant it that way or not, I think it was a ridiculous thing for him to say. Well, but so, he's so, early so, in his Similar senior. to Jose then, really, isn't it? Yeah. In, well, that, in that respect. Should, should, he should defer to the expert in these matters. Yeah. I, I suppose the big difference is that Jose can, if he wanted to shut me up, just lower all his medals very slowly into my mouth. Stephen Gerrard is not yet in that happy position. Uh, who's your villain of the week, Mark? Uh, my villain hmm. is the... Queen, say Queen. It's Queen. Uh, yeah. uh, my villain this week is uh, it's not an individual. It's actually the uh, the collective finishing of West Ham United oh. this weekend. Oh, Mark. The other oh, Mark. Oh, a yeah. dagger to me, Art. I'm sorry, yeah. Mark Webster. Um, but, I mean, I, I know you feel the, the same one way. one time I want West Ham to do proper finishing, and this is why I get it. <laughs> we really could have just got that right for, 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 for football. Yeah. yeah. Really, couldn't we? Because, you know what? I was at uh, West Ham Southampton last weekend. And right. they seemed like they, something had happened. You know, Bowen had started his first game yeah. for the club, and they looked much more... Much more exciting to watch, much more dynamic. Bowen seems to have added something to that side, at least. Antonio is fantastic. And I thought, going into the Arsenal game, similar thing could happen. And for the first half an hour, 45 minutes even, West Ham were carving out chance after chance. Good quality chances as well, by the yes. way. Not just half chances. Bowen hits the person 25 yards. I'm not even counting that as no. one of the chances. What I'm counting is Antonio and Haller completely being on the wrong wavelength for one of the opportunities. Uh, Antonio misses another guilt-edge one moments later. The Premier League, as we've said a few moments ago, there is a whole bunch of teams in that division from probably third right the way down to 12th, 13th, 14th, where they're, they're very similarly matched. And it they, all comes they're down all to the PSB in transition, don't they? They all seem <laughs> oh, yeah, just, just non stop transition. Permanent yeah. state of flux. Yeah. 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 And, and the difference is, and the difference can be, have you got players in your team that can just finish these not half, not half chances? These are proper easy chances. Now, West Ham really were to use a cliche profligate. My God, yeah. they really were. I mean, Jay Leno's son made a couple of decent saves, but the rest of them were just yeah. their players falling uh, falling over themselves. Yeah, but it, but do you know? But this is kind of endemic of what you're talking about in terms of the indifference of the league. I mean, I know it's the indifference of what West Ham are is that they're only ever capable of buying that you. West Ham was saying, with a by talented player, saying, how did they get him? Look at him. Well, the reason is, is because he's only good 60 or 70% of the time. Yeah. The great teams have got 90 to 95% men. So, against Southampton, Haller and Antonio, two impeccable finishes. Yeah. Which almost inevitably means that the next game, they're going <laughs> to sky it. OK, this is good. You've, you've got your own version of expected goals here, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if he was that good, he'd be playing for Barcelona. And the, yeah. always been my, my feelings. But, but then you saw with the Arsenal goal, I mean, Lacassette isn't playing every game for Arsenal, but he is a cut above anything West Ham have got. And that, that's the difference. That pedigree. is the difference. Is, yeah. is, a player there who cost them X amount of million. And all, all you have to bring someone through from the academy, um, like Spurs have done with Troy... Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. No, 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 no,
West Ham's finishing was really was terrible. Absolutely. Steven Gerrard. Um, I'm not going to count Mourinho because it, it, I, I, I did that whole Shakespearean thing um, for the for the benefit of the listeners. Well, I'm picking Jose. I don't know. Great. No, he's just a, I'm not allowing him in, but you can pick him and then he'll okay, win. Fine, yeah. yeah. It's Mourinho, isn't it? It's got to be. He had a stinker of a week. Five centre-halves. Yeah. Five of them. But for me, this is this is the thing with Jose where you think, oh, it's fun, Jose, for the first month. And then over the next two or three years, it goes to pieces. But actually, this time, he's just fast-tracked oh, it. Oh, he's absolutely oh, he's, accelerated he's like it. Yeah. It's like his career in microwave fashion. Yeah, it's yeah. like when they, they go to warp speed in those space films. <laughs> and, and all the yeah. stars, including um, Son Ming, etc., go flying past you. All right, Jose Mourinho is the villain of the week. And well done, Queen, for not quite getting that <laughs> award. McNeil again, the cross into the near post, a stooping header away from Dyer, and the shot is saved by Lloris, and then it's fired in by Chris Wood, and Burnley take the lead. Just one something more, he stretches his leg out, his right foot, finds the back of the net, perfect start for Burnley. I've just seen a video here as well, there's pictures going around on the internet of... I should, I should say, we don't know what the reason no, we don't is know behind the it, is. but the, the picture you're going to paint is what? Eric Dyer going into the crowd. Um, our heroes. Let's start something. Let's end on a on a more um, positive note, if we can. And I'll start with you, Mark Smith. Yeah, um, I've gone for Chris Wood, who played against your Tottenham mm-hmm. Hotspur this weekend. Now, Chris Wood is someone we raved about on the show before because uh, I remember talking more about specifically you, right? Uh, absolutely, it. I remember yeah. talking about him and Ashley Barnes in a proper oh. old school four four two two strikers, really going for you, aggressive. One big one and one big absolutely. one. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do like him a lot, Chris Wood, and I like Barnes. But in the minute. Barnes is out injured and Chris Wood has shown that he can play with all sorts of different strike partners he can lead the line on his own and against Spurs he completely bullied your five centre-backs Yeah, and he was exactly the sort of player that I think would proved to be a perfect foil for Harry Kane. No wonder McNeil and the rest of them look so good because Chris Wood has been marked by five centre-backs. Oh but by the way McNeil I'm I'm saying this now I'm going to just put him a flag in the ground and you can salute it if you wish McNeil has got the best delivery of any winger in the Premier League I think he's got an unbelievable final He's having ball a brilliant season. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and when, it, I, when I get crucified on Twitter when I say that Bernie don't encourage flair, of course, he is their get-out card. He is their yeah. joker, isn't he? I mean, um, I, I remember a time when England had no left-wingers and now we've got oh, three or four really top-class oh, ones. When, and McNeil when, would have been starting for England back what then. What Southgate's job now is to work out a system of football which wins football match with only right-backs and left-wingers and then England are world champions. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. uh, England will be world <laughs> champions right. overnight. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's still the Pickford problem. But other than that, <laughs> if right-backs and left-wingers, they're there, dude. No, he was a very good performance and... Uh, uh, Should have had a penalty as well. As well as his goal that he got in the first half. And, I of course, think. it's not lost on me that uh, he's exactly the sort of player that Kane... Um, would he would be great back up to Harry Kane? You could, you could start. You could start in fifteen games a season. Spare Harry Kane the injuries he gets every year. But actually, he's so good. I don't want to see him sitting on a bench somewhere. He's perfectly no, good true. at Burnley. Um, I love your um, uh, your hero of the week, Mark, because depending on what the government decides to do about coronavirus. Um, in the next uh, 24 or 48 hours, he may or may not be allowed to watch his mystery, own football team. Mystery man, yeah, exactly. But I was more excited about the fact that in the week there was a, a story that broke in the local press about, and they've been there since 1850, the dinosaurs in Crystal Palace are under threat. You'll have to explain to non-Londoners that these are concrete model dinosaurs. We're not well, talk- as opposed to real ones, Dan, yeah? No, I was talking about their midfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, because, of course, my point was going to be that 
they're not all at risk because one of them just signed a one-year extension on his contract. See, we won't rehearse. This is what happens. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no, no, thanks very much. Um, but, Brian Hodgson, 71 years of age. Bless him. What a man. He, the, the, the three one-nils in a row. <laughs> they've got the res- they've just unbelievable results that they're getting. Yep. I don't necessarily think that Crystal Palace fans can quite still bring or can't quite bring themselves to commit wholeheartedly because what you don't get really is the kind of football that you would hope to go with it. But by God, they're going to get this football in the Premier League easy again. Again. Which is incredible. And, and, and by the way, this is with Milivojevic, their captain, not being able to get back into the side. That's how well that midfield's playing at the minute. I think it might not be glamorous, yeah. it might not be glitzy, but it's very effective. They've got, he's got um, Ayu, has now a wonderful stat for him. From, from their point of view, a fella who, was, who would struggle with you to thought to get into halfway up the championship kind of side in normal circumstances, is the player in the Palace team that has earned them the most points with the goals that he's got. Two and a half million, million quid. Incredible. Says the two and a half million quid brothers. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right. The big deal is with him is that he's too old to actually watch it to manage his football team potentially if they decide to go behind closed doors. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, I understand they must do what they have to do to manage the virus. And I know how much more than I did two weeks ago how epidemics work. Yeah. But just as a citizen of the country, to be told because you're over 70 that you can't go to a football match or a race meeting or a gig. Um, See, I, it means that both West Ham's owners will be banned from their own cl- club. Yeah. Adelia Smith. I mean, and if, you, if, it, if it really is about keeping, you know, 70-year-olds who are in ill health out of the general population, just close Weatherspoons for a month. <laughs> <laughs> or just lock the doors. Oh, the, no, the, that, then every really pretty much everybody's happy. Yeah, Lock them in. Pure Hammer House of Horror. That, <laughs> that would be. A, uh, I could. I could. I could go two to three weeks. I'll give it a go. But but of course, this is the fair play of Roy. Is to this to this day is a is a is a slick fellow and he's and as he says to as he says himself he's never felt healthier. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's ridiculous that there be an arbitrary age thing. Because no. this, this old boy is defying totally. his age totally. and the odds. Totally. Well done to him. Yeah. He's, uh, he, uh, look, he's never... I had a conversation with the former owner this very day, uh, Simon Jordan. Um, Simon doesn't see that Palace can ever break the top six. They just don't have that kind no. of finances. So the job is to keep them in the Premier League. And it, frankly, he and Ray Lewington are doing that. They could probably do that from the beach, couldn't they? Yeah. They could probably sit there with a the pina coladas, go oh, doing it on the phone, keeping them in the Premier League. They've been doing it for so long. Um, my hero of the week is, uh, I hope not too controversial. Um, I know he's done wrong and he has to be punished, but Eric Dyer. Um, uh, I've met Eric Dyer a couple of times. What, the pet cash at Tottenham? <laughs> well, well <laughs> at least at least you're mentioning something peaceful and celebratory. <laughs> yeah? Compared okay, to people, Eric Cantona, then. people Eric comparing Cantona. it to Eric Cantona, and all do they always be called Eric the ones who want to go in the crowd? Do they? Cantona jumped at the fellow and assaulted him. Now, I know that the look on Eric's face told me he wanted to do murder, but he didn't do murder. I I, I just think that he, he's one of the few players you meet who's prepared, I'm not saying they're all stupid, but he's prepared to give you his opinions about politics, society, art even. Um, you know, he doesn't look like that when he's shaving head, and I know that Sergio Ramos probably thinks he doesn't behave like that. <laughs> um, the, the, the last time Eric was involved in someone going into the crowd, it was actually Sergio Ramos's body, wasn't it? Um... <laughs> 
I just, I, I don't know what went on with his brother, and we'll hear more, no doubt, when my learned friends get involved. And I'm sure the FA are going to have to make some kind of example out of him. Um, although they then have to uh, tell football crowds, because the message there is then you can say what you like and we'll punish the players. Yeah. That's a dangerous one to go down. Um, but the reason why I'm going to make my hero, Barry, because I, I want to, time is pressing, is succinct. When you've been to as many football matches as I have, when you've watched as many football matches as I have, when you rinsed YouTube and finished the internet of football, you think, right, I've seen it all now. Absolutely everything. Nothing. And then you see a, a fit, a fit, rather muscular man in football boots attempting some sort of hurdling event like a Jus en Frontier to get over. He, he, I think I counted 14 rows of seats he had to clear, by which time, of course... Never clip one, did he, Dan? No, no. Never no. clip one. By which time, the geezer who was causing the trouble in the first place had plenty of time yeah. to, make, <laughs> to make his escape and good, luck, and good luck to him for making his escape, incidentally. I, w- I wouldn't fight Eric Dyer, I've got to be honest no. with you. Um, just to, to, the, the opportunity to see something absolutely brilliant. And if I started being miserable about Tottenham and the villain of the week, um, and of course missing uh, Sissoko and Son and Kane, don't forget they've still got Deli Ali's band coming um, for his joke about coronavirus, and presumably Eric Dyer taking most of the rest of the season off um, for his uh, detour, shall we say, from the traditional yeah. egress from the pitch. Um, Spurs will soon, once again. I dust down my pair of Puma Kings <laughs> and I just put them on the internet in case Jose sees them. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But he would say, like in Dumbly, that I'm a fat pig, won't he? He would no say good. that to you, Danny. I'll tell you what, that. regardless of all of that, Troy Parrott's still not getting the game, though. No, 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 there's no circumstance. No, Unless no. his agent turns up and says, you know, uh, Troy, Troy, Troy fancies himself a centre half, and then he ah. may get. <laughs> then he may get. I think I might be able to squeeze another one in. He needs to play centre half for the Republic of Ireland for a couple of times, and then he'd be straight into the team, wouldn't he? <laughs> Meanwhile, Cameron Carter Vickers, um, unrated at Stoke, out on loan from Spurs, comes back in January. Mourinho takes one look at him, the American international centre half, and sends him out to Luton. Cameron, if he doesn't fancy you as a centre half, when the whole team is full of them. Probably time to move on, I suspect. Who's our hero of the week? Lovely Roy Hodgson with his new contract. Eric Dyer for doing something new. Chris Wood for doing the same thing that he always does, but it's so impressive. I can't... I'm with you on Eric Dyer. I get there's a certain rebellious nature. It's a bit Dick Turpin, isn't it? You know, but, you know... Also, if there's family involved, all of us get a bit irrational, let's be honest. I can see that, but but he's, he's... he may be a dandy highwayman, but he's still a highwayman, so I can't quite lean no, fine, on, on him. I got, I am inclined, as I tend to be in this situation, yeah. because it seems around quite a lot. I just like the fact that Roy Hodgson is just is just ploughing his merry furrow still. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with Roy to win this one. Huge fan of Roy. And you know what? We've had a week of democratic primaries and in America, where they're all 77, 78. Oh, that's incredible. Roy, Roy yeah, is a yeah, yeah. young whippersnapper. He's, what, he's a mere boy. Yeah, yeah. His, his immaturity would keep him out of the White he House. Have to, he'd have to run next time, wouldn't he, Roy? <laughs> well, and, uh, I think it's re- reasonably well known that Roy is perhaps the best read of all our managers. Yes. He reads difficult novels and 600 pages of them. So given the lady wife's uh, uh, job as bigging up posh writing, 
Um, I think I would be probably uh, be ill-regarded at home if I didn't also go with our hero of the week, who is Roy Hodgson. And I didn't thought, think I'd be saying that at all this season, but that's what this podcast is all about. And thank you for listening to our various meanderings and tributaries to what otherwise gets presented by the media. Um, we'll do it again next week. Don't forget, of course, in a couple of days' time, you can download the appendix where even the nonsense that wasn't good enough to get on this show gets an airing. It's actually very good indeed. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Mark Smith, Mark Webster. Cheers, Dan. And, you're, and you've got something to advertise, Mark. I have, yeah. Um, if you uh, get a chance, uh, you should check out the Football 365 show. I no series. longer have any shares. But, no, uh, no, but you can still support it oh, yeah. uh, morally, Danny. I support you Thanks, as man. a person. Uh, Football 365 show, you can get it on th- football365.com or across any of their social and media. And this is visuals, and we get to see your new quiffy haircut and everything. Is it a new quiffy haircut? Oh, yes, quiffier than usual. Since oh, you started right. doing telly, your hair's got much quiffier. And I've got orange, and my teeth have no, got no, white. No, 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 just uh, your hair's got slightly higher. High hair, oh, okay. high hair. Yeah. Yours is ridiculously good as well. Thank you hair. very much indeed. Most of all, though, thanks to all of you for putting up with us, or as it's known the trade, listening. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Hold that please, level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to urge in the bypassal rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to urge in the channelised bimbingus of the bypassal rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.